Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to an amazing episode of the Cryptoholics podcast, where everything is made up. I mean, uh, everything is in the metaverse, nothing is researched, and some of it's made up, not everything. I mean, a good portion probably made up. Yeah, most of it, I would say. Whoever whoever takes financial advice or life advice or or any kind of advice from us, it's it's it like you're gonna have a bad time. Don't do that. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. We uh we're a couple of degenerates. We get together, we we gamble on shit coins, and we talk about nerdy stuff. So if you've never joined us, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we got some pretty fun topics. It's gonna be a little bit of a short episode today, so we'll jump right in. What do you want to get started with? I want to get started with the. <clears throat> I'm not gonna call it a scam because it's not a scam. It's just a poorly um, developed project. Uh, yeah. Do you know about Friend Tech? Friend. Uh, very tech. little. Uh, I know it. Uh, it got a lot of hype for a, for a minute there, and when I say a minute, maybe like three days, and then it kind of died down. Uh, but I, I don't know enough about it to say it's a scam. But in my opinion, and based off some of the things I've looked at as far as like who created it and, and you know, the people that are on the team, it kind of looks like a scam. But like I say, I'm not going to call it that. It's just it seems to be a failed project already. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the main thing. So, one thing I have I have uh, I have realized over like I mean we are we are not crypto experts. Nobody should um, listen to whatever we say. But if you are listening to this, uh, I have realized that there are two types of two types. Well, maybe three, but I'm just gonna name two. So you have the projects that uh, develop on Discord, like they have their community on Discord, and the projects that have their community on Telegram. I, like my personal opinion over the past five years is that projects who have their community on Telegram are more of the hype kind of people. Uh, all of the shitcoins have a Telegram group. Yeah. Telegram is like, it, it's like walking through landmines of scams, but there's some good shit on there. I mean, I, I'm in a few telegrams that I actually participate in, and uh, but most of it is is a breeding ground for scams because it's anonymous. Exactly, exactly, and that's that's the thing. Uh, most of the 100x, 200x, 500x tokens that come out they develop their communities on Telegram. I believe that once you uh, reach a certain point where you are, you want to be serious, you want to, to have channels, you want to have ranks, you want to have like a more organized long-term community, you either move to Discord or, or like you use pigeons because Telegram doesn't allow that, that level of organization. Yeah. So and go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and and if I understood right, and uh, again, I'm an idiot, but if I understood right, friend tech was like a a a way for people to 
like content creators to create private chat groups with their friends and in order to get in you had to like put in some crypto or, or something along those lines yeah something about some kind of gateways but the thing that that struck me the most about about when i uh read about frantech a week ago was it it struck me or or like the vibes were this is 100% a community hyped on Telegram groups and on Twitter. Like, I didn't, like, the the people behind it and the people shilling it, I was like, dude, this is such a Telegram wizard. And, you know, all of, all of the trading bots, all of the front-running bots, like, all, all of that runs on Telegram. But that's that's not the point. The point was, it's, it sounded to me like, uh, the developers and the team, they were from Telegram, not from Discord. Mm-hmm. Like well, I mean, the I'm just looking at a, I'm looking at a brief description of it. So it provides each user with their own Telegram-like chat group. In order for other users to, users to join, they have to buy shares in that group. If and when a user leaves that group, they can sell those shares to another user. Who in the fuck, in their right mind, would buy shares of a fucking anonymous chat room. I, what? What kind of dystopian fucking... Maybe I'm missing something. I, maybe you get it. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, so, instead of trying to attract individual users, they wanted to attract influencers and public people, like publicly known people, so that they would bring their community. It's way easier, like for example, Leo Finance right now has 1,348 users as of yesterday, end of August. We have that amount of users, but if we brought in one small influencer with a 5,000 follower base, and that person brought anyone who's loyal to him, let's just say 500, a 10% loyal user base, you grow so much faster. So what what this project was trying to do was, okay, let's not focus on the individuals. Let's focus on people who can bring in the masses. And if we manage to get 10 people and they manage to bring 500 people, then we are 5,000. And then they paid for tweets. They paid for, well, I don't know if they paid, but the people who tweeted about it, are usually people who sell tweets so i'm sure they gave them some of the tokens because they had a token if i yeah they they had a token for the project too yes and Uh, actually you like the influencers could mint their own token which are the shares oh so now concept cool concept yeah but then you have like if you have so many rock poles and if you have so many scams in the crypto space you're actually giving the influencers, like people in on Twitter, they are not doxxed. Like most of the influencers are just like ultra chat 666, you know? Yeah. yeah. So those people, you're, you're giving them the chance of minting their own token, selling that to people so that they get a place on the table with, with the influencer. And then the influencer can just sell those tokens. Like, I don't really know how it works, but I do know that that's what happens. And then that's what happened. 
And then the influencers were the ones who were blamed about about people coming using this like it they were so many pumps and dumps waiting to happen well i mean the other side of it is this uh when you when you were to create an account on friend tech you had to link your twitter x account uh to to an ethereum wallet and like this like a day after launch the database got leaked so over a hundred thousand people are doxxed now essentially uh linking their x account to their crypto wallet which i'd be fucking pissed i mean that that's that's clearly a, a bad look for them uh considering they stored all of this in like a, a pretty easily accessible database it seems yeah and i think that okay so uh there are many ways to develop a project for example cal the founder of leo violence he um believes on having an mvp a minimum viable product product and then launching that and from the feedback from the people improve it there's another way of developing which is have something polished as fuck and then put it out with no bugs and then all of the users that come to your product will be they will either like it or not like it but if they don't like it it won't be because it's, it doesn't work right and i believe that well, friend I mean, tech was the same like yeah, they they, it, put, they 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 put out something that wasn't working right which with vc funding i mean come on they got vc funded by paradigm you know who else paradigm put money into um ftx 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 was was funded by paradigm the same now look i'm not saying it's all connected but but uh it very well very well could be um, i see we have a friend joining us what's up man um there are no fucking coincidences the... look man if it looks like a scam if it you know, acts like a scam. It's a scam. It might be to cover money laundering and stuff, but I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not. Yeah, we are not CoffeeZilla. Oh, yeah. That's friend tech. Um, if I were to give you any advice, and again, don't take our advice, but if I were to give you some advice, I would stay far, far away from it. Um, just because, you know, obviously you're going to have to link your, your crypto wallets to a social media account and, you know, there's some other fuckery behind the scenes. So, yeah, I'm not going to be making a friend tech account. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Fuck that. And, you know, the VC funding uh, topic, it actually brings me to, uh, like, I mean, we, we didn't uh, talk about this, but <clears throat> so... The way airdrops work, usually you like the projects get funds to develop and in exchange for users uh, testing the mainnet, the testnet, the like the platform, the projects use part of that funding from the BCs and from early investors to reward all of these users. That's that's the very basic um model of airdrops you have a project people invest in it 
and the project to use as part of those funds to airdrop to people so you have a strong community a nice spread of wealth etc etc but the way that Frentech used that money i believe it was not to spread the wealth but to pay people to promote the place that that's why it had a hundred thousand accounts uh on day one ponzi <clears throat> moving on yeah but, <laughs> but, but here's the thing uh, like projects have 75 million dollars to airdrop uh 100 million dollars to airdrop and that's how you get a high market cap uh, and a high value of the token right on the airdrop because they established the base price. But at the same time, and this is going to sound a little bit chilly, but can you imagine what Leo Finance is going to do with a quarter million dollars for marketing? Yeah, I mean, it just... <laughs> it, it's, it's just like, I gripe about this all the time, but like AAA gaming companies with a with a 70 million dollar budget to make a game and then they release a game that's not even fucking done yet same thing exactly almost i mean i mean obviously there's more into it but but you got this insane budget uh you blow it all on influencers you blow it all on yachts and shit or whatever whatever they blew it on but then they released this half-baked bullshit project, product, and obviously they're no one's using it. I, I think less people. Well, obviously less people are using Printech than than Instagram's Threads. But that shit's dead too. Yeah. Completely fucking dead. No one uses that shit. Yeah, it faded so fast. So it was so all fast. the hype for about two days, maybe three. And then it's just like, all right, fuck, everybody sent out their first thread on this new platform and said what's up to their fans, and their fans joined, and now you got a dead platform with, like, 50 million users or however many, but no one uses it. They have accounts, though, so I guess that's something. Man. Yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's what happens when you use an existing community that has no loyalty to you like people use instagram not because they like instagram they use it because of the of of people who are following them and people who they are following but there could be an instagram killer and and if it if if it migrated the users from one place to the other people would just keep using it like they they are not in love with instagram they are in love with the attention they get blah 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 so it's visual if, it's yeah. all visual. Yeah. There is no text aspect to Instagram. Yeah. And there never will be. We that's that was proven by the launch of threads. Exactly. At exactly. least their version. So you use an existing community and you try to show them interfaces. This is new, you have to go here, you have to use this. But, but uh, I don't know, it it's like Having a community of vegans and telling them, hey, I'm going to start serving steak. Yeah, it's uh, like, steak. okay, fuck, who cares? Exactly. Like, there's a bunch of hype. Hey, they're, they're serving steaks now, but guess what? Nobody fucking eats steak, so who cares? Exactly. Yeah, same thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's, 
I don't know. It, it, it's just, and this is going way off the, the subjects we talked about uh, that we were going to cover, but it's just like the whole metaverse hype thing. Like a company like Facebook, um, which is a, a text-based, a text and photo-based social media platform. And then you try to force people into this like augmented reality world when they've never really even been exposed to anything like that. Same concept. I mean, you expose all these people to a text-based platform, and all they've ever known from Instagram was photos. And then eventually video, and you know, short-form content, live stream, but it's all visual. There is no text aspect to it. Nobody reads the descriptions of Instagram posts. They look at the pretty picture, and they keep fucking scrolling. It, it's like, people are stupid. That's just where we're at. Tiny P-brain... Brain with with zero attention span. Got to keep those shorts coming in. Got to keep those reels coming in. You know, 30-second clips, 60-second clips. That's all people care about on Instagram. True. And I was I'm reading some... Expert. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not a fucking idiot, so... Yeah. But that's, that, that's what I was reading today. I was doing some research on how Instagram works and how uh, we can enhance the reach that Leo uh, can get on platforms like that one. And did you know there's there's a, like, Instagram has a default uh, length for reels. And it's 15 yeah. seconds, 30 seconds, 45, 60, and a minute and a half. But I mean, if they have the option of 15 seconds, it's because people use it. Like, what the fuck are you gonna get out of a 15 second reel? I don't know, ask the 20, 000, 20 billion users on TikTok, you know? Yeah, but like, at least TikTok, TikTok has... has changed a lot. You know, it's evolved to, yeah. to where people have maybe a 60-second a attention span. But do you remember Vine? Yes. Vine was the first I, I, I remember the I remember Vine the day it launched. I downloaded it, and I was like, dude, this is six. Like, what was it, six or seven-second videos? Yeah, six-second videos, uh, thanks to the intern for giving me that info. She doesn't have a salary or free will or anything, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, six-second videos. like, And look where we're at now. Now we're up to 15 seconds, so I guess our attention spans are a little better. Yeah, it's like the mine was like, small mine ads was on like YouTube. The shit. It was like the hottest shit you could imagine. Like there were people that got stupid rich uh, making those six second videos. And now we have the same thing on YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, Everyone's Instagram. Everyone's got shorts. Everyone's got shorts because they're starting to realize that we've devolved so much as a species that no one gives a fuck about five to ten minute long videos. Except ours. Our five to ten minute versions of our episode are fire. Check those out on DNS Media on YouTube. Uh, the, the short versions are awesome. Uh, the visuals are good. But um, <laughs> we've got shorts too. Don't worry. <laughs> we don't make them, but, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the, I don't even know so how great. to say this. But it's so sad that in order to grow 
an account in social media, you have to resort to short videos, but it's the reality. And I think I have mentioned this before. The largest chess content creator had a million followers on YouTube. He grinded like three years to get them. He's amazing. He's such a great creator. Uh, he understands how to make chess um, interesting, fun, uh, engaging. And then he just like some someone came to him and said, hey, can I do shorts for you? And if, if it works, you just give me a cut. And he grew in six months, I think, from one million followers or subscribers to four million in six months. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. But it, it, I mean, it's fine. It, it's it's the world we live in today. You know, it, it's not going to change. It, our attention spans will get forever shorter and shorter. Especially when, you know, parents hand their kids a fucking tablet and it's the babysitter and, you know, they're they're watching TikToks or whatever YouTubes and, you know, then they're rotting their little fucking puny brains that are still developing. And it's just like, by the time you're an adult, like, your brain is like, I'm a TikToker. I want to be a TikToker. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. Uh, I have a niece. She's four years old. Uh, she's a she's a, a hurricane. He she doesn't stop. Uh, it's it's hard. I'm probably the only adult that has the patience and the will to play with her for more than one hour in the weekends. Because, like, how do you expect? Like, like just just picture this for a second. My generation grew up with the TV. Like I say mine because I I am like 10 years older than you, but like our yeah. generation grew up with the yeah. TV. So it's not like we are we are prepared to play like I I I think our generation was the last one that uh grew up with TV of course, but we we also played outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> Might be a youngster, but we did we did touch grass every now and then as kids. Uh, uh, we would go over to my aunt's house and she would be like, "Go the fuck outside!" And you yeah. know, that was yeah. my exposure to the outside world uh, when I wasn't gaming. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, people I, don't get that yeah. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I used to play a lot of video games as well, but people who are twenty years old, uh, they like they already have kids, right? But they did grow up with cell phones. Uh, like the the iPhone was already out when they were ten or something yeah. like that, and you know, like they like, never had the pleasure of the the Nokia brick phones or or the you know the the calculator looking screens. I can't think of what they're called. I, I've been in the industry a long fucking time, but I, I can't even think of what they're called. The BlackBerry. Um, yeah, yeah, like the before they had color screens. I don't remember what they were called, but like oh, the power. Yeah, kids these days will never understand what it was like to fire up your fucking BlackBerry, hit that scroll wheel on the side, and fire off a text to your friend. Dude, that was next level. Exactly. But kids now are growing up with, like, you know, the iPhone 20 or whatever is out now, and it, like, it knows who you are and has AI built in, and, like, <laughs> we didn't have that. Yeah. But I mean, imagine if, if, if these people who grew up with cell phones are 20 years old and they already have kids 
like they are not even prepared to be like to not have a cell phone on their hands. How do you expect these people to to keep a cell phone out of the, of their kids' hands? Like it's normal for them. Why shouldn't it be normal for their kids? Yep. So we're devolving. We're doing it to ourselves, but it is what it is. Um, technology is ruining us and also unlocking some amazing, uh, you know, things that we can do that we were never capable of doing. Like, you know, having an unpaid intern with no salary and free will, uh, all those things are possible, uh, because of AI. I'm just reading that the hype token is dropping. What's, what's your enterprise? What's that? What's your entry price for the Hive token? For Hive? My entry price? Yeah, I don't even know, to be honest, man. It's been so long. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't even give you an accurate one. Sorry, my eyes just sort of watering like crazy. Maybe, um, maybe I misspoke. I don't mean you're at your average entry price uh, from from before. I mean, if it drops to what price? Uh, like, when are you aping in? Oh, okay, okay. So, I think my super ape price would be, I don't know, 10, 15 cents. Uh, super ape. I mean, obviously, I like I'm I'm constantly stacking and slowly accumulating. Um, but my super ape price would definitely be uh, like 10, 10, 15 cents. What about you? I think it's like if it drops to 12 cents, I oh, am I'm selling all of the other shit coins I have and I'm buying like 200,000 hive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would do the same. It would be a situation where I would, you know, I would dump my rune and, you know, these other... These other coins that I no longer have because I lost them in a boating ac accident. Yeah. But hypothetically, if I did have them, I would dump them all. I would buy Hive. I would stake that shit. And I would get to voting. Like, that's, you know. Yeah. Especially because some people believe that um, there's still, like, at least six to nine months before we hit the... Um, uh like the shiny that. days Ugh, allergies man um yeah so you know it's it's one of those things where obviously i like i'm stacking now and and i'm going to continue to do so but the moment we go below 20 cents and uh we we go any lower than that it's time to it's time to load up because i don't really see any reason that we would go lower than that with hive like it's hive is very unique uh from all these other coins and shit because you know it's it's got a whole social media aspect to it it's got all these games and shit built on it tied to it and and all of that gives value to the hive token in some way whether it be making resource credits more expensive, filling up blocks, you know, whatever. Uh, or just, you know, burning hive. Whatever they may do. But 
Hive is a little bit different than, than all these other, you know, random coins because there is a, a, a network of decentralized content that is kind of backing it, in, in my opinion. That's kind of how I see it. I don't know if any, everybody else sees it that way, but I see it as it's backed by the community and the content. Yeah, one of the things that you can measure with the um, uh, the the hype and the commitment around Hive is to just check the blogging side of Hive. Like other projects, you have to go in and see how many wallets are active, and you don't even know if there are bots or blah blah blah. But can I have a crypto holics koozie? This one's weak as fuck. <laughs> weak ass koozie. Hold on, I gotta get my koozie right. Yeah, yeah we're right there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I gotta get my koozie right. Don't need this weak shit. I gotta keep my beer extra crisp. <laughs> you know how I keep my beer extra crisp? Show and me. And incredibly cold at all times. Show me. I put my exclusive Cryptoholics official koozie on there. And that boy stays crisp as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> it does. It does, but and I heard there may be some of those floating around at Hivefest, like a lot of them may be floating around. So if uh, you're if you're there, you you might get your hands on one. I wouldn't miss Hivefest. I mean, knowing there's gonna be cryptoholic excuses, I would go just for that. And what a, what a, some of our viewers, uh, some of our thousands of viewers may not know is that, you know, at Hivefest we'll be doing a, a live. Cryptoholics episode in the flesh from Mexico. It's happening. High Fest edition. Live with tequila. With tequila. And whoever wants to join us that, that may be there, hey, hit us up. We'll uh, we'll hang out with you, have a beer, and we'll we'll do the pod together. Definitely. Tokenized society, since you're in here, if you want to join us, if you're gonna be there, hit me up. I think he said he's going to be at a wedding or something like that. I don't really remember. Maybe it was just an excuse. Um, Sounds like an excuse. Be there or be square. Get yourself a Cryptoholics koozie. I mean, if you want your beer to just be incredibly crisp at all times and to know that that, that is supporting the number one podcast on Hive, I mean, can't really beat it. It is the only way. But the only way what I was going to get at. Uh, so, yes, OK, you have this metric where you can see how active the Hive community is because you can see how active the social side, the, the social media platform of Hive is. Yes. But at the same time, I was going to say that 12 cents is the to me, it's the absolute floor because that's what it uh, floored at three years ago when when hive was created uh, it never went lower than 12 cents and then it went up to one dollar and then it, it continued i think it went to three dollars at one yeah. point but the absolute floor i think it's 12 yeah. 12 cents the I, went, I went i went super hard around uh i think like a dollar 50 maybe maybe like a dollar 75 i saw it going up and i was like oh shit let me load up <laughs> so I'm holding the bag, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't look at prices anymore. I just, I just let that shit ride, you know. 
Besides, you don't even have any bags. I don't even have any bags to be holding. Like, it's it's really fucking tragic. Like, I know I talk about this a lot, but I'm traumatized from these boating accidents. Yeah. Once every year. That, that really sucks. It happens, like... It might even happen in fucking Mexico. Like, am I going to end up on a boat? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> and the only thing that I see different from other projects is that people can mine hive for their content so the people who don't have and this is going to be a hot take but that's the way i see it and i'm not gonna shut up because people would think oh you don't like hive of course i like hive i've been here for seven years i'm not yeah. going anywhere yeah of course we like hive we literally host our podcast exactly you know but that doesn't mean that we cannot be vocal about what we think about uh, i mean there could be good things bad things whatever we are going to say them. Um, yeah. Hot takes are hot takes. They're meant to be hot. Exactly. And takes. So, uh, <laughs> so the problem I see with people earning any kind of tokens for content is that for them, there's not a, there's not a floor. Like it's always going to be revenue or earnings. So they don't care if, if, if the token is $1, $100, $1,000, because one, they don't have a stake, so they are not looking at the long-term picture. And two, because some people see the hive earnings or the hive post rewards as their lunch money, their beer money, their rent money, their, their survive money. So it's okay if they want to sell. That's why we have inflation. That's yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know that's the case for a lot of users. Yeah. But the problem comes when it doesn't matter at what price Hive is, these people have to sell. And these people yeah. will sell. They won't care if Hive is at one cent or at a dollar. If they don't sell that Hive, they will not pay rent tomorrow. So, yeah. So we do have a, uh, an absolute floor, I would say, at 12 cents. But at the same time, the floor could go lower if these people keep... I mean, it's not the majority, but there's always... like there. My point is there there can always be a lower low on Hive. There can, for sure. I mean, it is an inflationary asset, and, and it does uh, constantly grow, and the more people that are creating content and farming their rewards and selling them, blah, 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 it's all, you know... That's what's going to happen. But you're going to have the other side. The other side like us. The other side that understands it for the most part. Not an expert, but understands it for the most part and, and really sees the value in, in what's being built and what could be built. That's another thing, like the potential of it, uh, that, that will never sell at whatever price, you know. Obviously, if Hive goes back to three dollars, your boy might might have to take a little bit, you know. But I'm not gonna be dumping my entire stake, and it's not like I have much. Like I'm not a I'm not a whale, you know. I'm I'm small fry out here. Uh, Leo, the other side, that's that's where all my Hive goes. Like I'm not selling to buy fucking burgers and shit. Like I'm selling to buy Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I'm just basically moving it from one place to the other, 
you know, based on which price looks more attractive. Um, but it all stays in house. I'm, I'm sure you're similar in, in that aspect. Yeah. Yesterday I bought. But your average ad user is not. Yeah. I, and it's fine. I mean, even if you sold everything to buy burgers, uh, people shouldn't um, judge why you sell your tokens. They are yours. You earned them. You bought them. Yep. You traded them for feed pigs. Who cares? It, they are yours. And the problem with, we have spoken about this in the past, but the problem, not the problem, the uh, feature that Hive offers is that the wallets are transparent and the wallets are connected with whoever is posting. So people know who sells and who buys and blah, 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 if they are on chain. So, uh, yeah. It's I don't know what assholes looking at everybody's wallet to see what they're doing, but you could, in theory, if you wanted to, be like, oh, well, uh, fucking a nomad soul sold some of his hive. Let me blast him for it. Like, what asshole is doing that? You know, Plenty but they're of. out there. I'm sure. I'm sure they're out there. I'm not one of them. I don't give a shit. I don't know how much hive you have. I don't know how much Leo you have. I don't know how much fucking who cares. The value isn't there. The value is in what you do and, and what you I don't want to say what you say, but it's more about what you do. Yeah, and that's another thing. So uh, some people believe that uh, providing value to Hive, it's just about holding tokens, like holding your pre-mine or your ninja mine or your very early on bought uh, tokens. And that's the only thing that provides value. Some whales, not only on Hive, on a lot of places, maybe in most spaces, if not on every space in the cryptocurrency ecosystem. Uh, people believe that holding and not selling is the only way to provide value. But Hive is different because you can build and you can create a sense of community. You can, you can encourage people, uh, spearhead initiatives. There are a lot of you ways to... You can literally build a business. You, you know, you can build like a real thing that that is good on on hive it's probably one of the only blockchains that can do that in a scalable way without like insane fees don't fucking flame me because oh well it could be built on ethereum yeah sure it could but what user is gonna pay 12 cents to send a tweet they're not no one would ever pay 12 to 15 cents in gas fees to send out a gm tweet no one's doing that i'm sorry yeah nobody and, and then what was, i wouldn't oh there was someone there was this project i don't remember which one. Oh, what was it i can't remember what was the 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 premise of it Oh, it maybe, was I, maybe I know what you're talking about. Something around the social media on Ethereum. Or I don't know if it was Ethereum. Twitch. It, like, Is it Twitch? I don't T-W-E-T-C-H, know. T-W-E-T-C-H, Twitch. Yeah, someone. Someone big from Web2 is is doing some sort of collaboration with a blockchain. And I was like, but it's going to be like 15 cents per, per transaction. And your users have like 100 transactions per day. What are you going to do? can't remember which one was it i think we're gonna have to put it for the next episode but something yeah, I or mean, a game i can't remember regardless of who it was or what it was 
you know it, it's social media we're talking about no one is no one's gonna pay five cents 10 cents 20 cents whatever to to send out a tweet about their like burger that they ate i'm stuck on burgers because tokenized society said he wanted one now so i'm gonna drill that home no one is gonna really uh you know spend their money to tweet a picture of their burger that they ate like people do that because it's free and they get internet points they get likes they get followers which does that have value to most people no unless you're like one of the top one or two percent then it has value because you're going to earn some money off that probably because you're getting sponsors and shit you know but a regular user even if for example and this is super hypothetical you know, Immutable X runs a layer two for Ethereum. Do you know anything about Immutable X? Yeah, the guys that run Gods Unchained. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 guys behind Gods Unchained, which is a, a one of probably the best NFT game that exists, blockchain wise, and it does run on Ethereum, but it runs on a layer two called Immutable X. So all the transactions at the end of the day are settled on Ethereum, but it's on a ZK roll-up kind of thing where uh, there are no fees. And it's instant. I use it frequently uh, for NFTs, but hypothetically, even if a social media platform were to use something like that, there would be insane gas fees if they weren't subsidized by the platform. Use a use a roll up or a layer two all you fucking want, but at the end of the day, somebody's eating the cost for those transactions to happen. With Hive, you don't have that problem. You have resource credits. All you gotta do is stake more Hive. And it regenerates. No other chain can do that. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I don't think anything else does that. Yeah, and I think that we are we're stuck in a loop. Because, for example, if you run a node for Ethereum, um, of course, there's some inflation, right? So that inflation goes to the uh, people who are running the node. But also there are gas fees and the gas fees goes uh, for the people running nodes and whoever... The gas uh, fees are burned on Ethereum now. Yeah. yeah gas exactly. fees are burned. Oh, true, but, true. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean that gas fees are going to be lower. Like everybody uh, thought was going to happen when Ethereum 2.0 launched and, you know, the merge happened and we went to proof of stake from proof of work. People were like, oh, the fees are going to be lower and blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. It, there's still a cost for those transactions. It may be more stable, but I mean, if you've used Ethereum even recently, you're still paying like, I don't know, call it a dollar for for a DeFi transaction. It's too fucking much, but people do it because they have that old money. It's it's Ethereum. Yeah, there are some theories that. Uh, I mean, I have no, like, absolutely no idea if this is true and I don't have enough tech knowledge to refute it. But some people are saying that uh, the node operators are actively keeping the gas fees uh, high 
so that people, uh, so, so that developers build on layer twos instead of on Ethereum. And they want to keep like the layer one as, as the elite playground or, or something like that. Okay, only the only the rich can play on the Ethereum mainnet. I see. I see. Our third eyes are open. We know. Yeah. It does make sense. It does. But you know what doesn't make sense? The SEC recently uh had had a had an enforcement action uh that targeted NFTs as uh, as securities. What's your take on NFTs um, being deemed securities in any fashion? Dude, I have zero knowledge about the legal issues or the legal, um, I'm going to call it the universe because I'm Mexican and this is my 17th language. So uh, I'm allowed to invent terms, but I have no yeah. idea about the legal universe in the US. I, I read, I research, but the fact that they, they need to have a regulatory uh, instrument to not let people get scammed by JPEGs is, is out of my understanding. Like I understand when, when you need to do that to Bitcoin with Bitcoin, because it's a, it's a, it's it like, it, is it already a, a 700, is it a three, a billion, a trillion asset? I have no idea, dude, what the fuck? I don't know. Bitcoin aside, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. The only difference between an NFT and your token on Ethereum, your fungible token, is that the NFT, the non-fungible token, is a unique asset. It may look similar, but it may have different metadata. It may have different properties that make it unique. Uh, maybe, maybe it's the same thing, but it's a, a different mint number or whatever um in my mind and i run an nft project as you know and as our listeners may know i run an nft project and i'm not out here selling securities so don't get a fucked up fbi nice try nice try sec i don't sell securities you know my nfts they they have their utility whatever but there is never ever ever going to be a guarantee of any kind of profit and to my knowledge, and again, I'm an idiot. I don't know this this stuff. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a tax expert. But in order to be deemed a security, there has to be some kind of guarantee of a profit. Am I wrong? Or a promise? I think. Okay. If, okay. Like it, it's deemed a security if people buy it expecting a profit. It doesn't matter if you offer it. Because you can imply it, or or people can imply it for you, so that's why there are a lot of um, lawsuits and a lot of interpretations. Because, I mean, I could tell you, hey, do not buy. Like for example, we could say, do not buy the Cryptoholics token. It's only gonna go down. But if people buy it as a spe speculative asset that could go up, 
we could be held liable. That's so wild. Our, like, and I say our, the U.S.'s uh, regulatory system on, or lack thereof, regulatory system on these assets is laughable, sad, mostly just sad. Um, because we have a system that likes to make examples out of things. Um, exactly. And that's what's happening right now. There, there was a company, Impact Theory, that uh, raised $30 million selling three tiers of their NFTs. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Um, but buying different tiers of the NFTs would earn you different things on their business or whatever. Um, but they did imply that users may may profit from those purchases if they're successful. And that's that's the problem. They said, hey, you know, we don't know. But if you buy, you have the potential to profit from this. And that's where they really fucked up. Like, if they had just said, look, disclaimer, big red, bold letters, disclaimer. Your Whatever purchase you make here is, um, is basically your waiver to say that there is nothing promised. There is no guarantee of profit. There, there is nothing. Like, if you want to give me money, cool. But here's your disclaimer. Um, they didn't do that. They 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 were building on the hype. They were doing what all these fucking NFT projects like. Look at Board Ape Yacht Club. Board Ape Yacht Club. So these fucking JPEGs. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for a JPEG. Going to going to as high as like quarter million, three hundred k. You know for a jpeg of a of a drawn monkey that was probably ai generated you know but the promise was that there would be this yacht club does the yacht club exist no <laughs> who fucking knows but i don't think it does there is no yacht club uh you gave these people 20 something 50 million dollars i don't know how much they made but they make royalties off all of those insane, like, you know, secondary market sales. So, yeah, they may have sold the board apes for whatever, say, a grand. But when somebody sold that board ape to someone else for, you know, 200K, they made a 5 or 6% royalty off that shit. So they're raking in money. And what have they given to the people that bought those fucking JPEGs? They have given them. Number one, nothing. But on paper, they have given them the other side, which was a failed fucking game. Like, I don't even know what it was supposed to be, but it's a metaverse. They, they give them a metaverse. Cool. They give them the mutant ape, uh, you know, versions if they if they blend their board ape with a with a serum of some sort another fucking nft <laughs> but what have they actually delivered out of any of their promises nothing nothing and that's nothing. the thing board ape yacht club it's in the fucking name where's the yacht club where's my <laughs> yacht i mean i don't have a board ape 
but if I did, where's my yacht? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, and they're being sued for this. Exactly, and that's the thing that, that kind that, of rightfully so. Rightfully, kind so. of. Um, do I think all NFTs are securities? No, absolutely not. I think there is a there is a different. Uh, you know, obviously every NFT is unique, so I can't really use that example, but. They're not all created equally in terms of what they're used for, if they're used for anything, and if there is any kind of promise of, of a return. Uh, I think that it would be pretty simple for a regulator to say, okay, did the team promise a return? Cool. Did the team say that the users were going to get access to something or, or be be in some kind of exclusive club. Cool. Um, did they deliver on any of that? And they can look at that as data and say, well, no, they didn't. Okay, cool. It's security. I, I don't know. I don't know how any of this shit works, but your average NFT, your average, maybe one you earned from interacting on a social media platform like Leo Finance, maybe that NFT that you earned how can that even be close to being deemed a security? Because well, first off, you didn't even buy it. You earned it. And second off, there is no promise of anything. It, it's it's a fucking token on a blockchain that no one knows about. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and the, the issue here is that the way that that uh, retarded... Uh, sorry, Spotify and, and Apple. <laughs> Gary uh, Gensler. I said... Uh, I don't even know what to say, but I didn't say retarded. Intellectually um, challenged. <clears throat> yes, intellectually challenged people at the government. Uh, they have no idea what they're talking about. So the way that uh, U.S. Uh, lawmaking works is that if if these NFTs are deemed a security, that sets a precedent for future for trials. So Every NFT is a security in their eyes. Exactly. They and, don't know the difference. Yes, They're and good luck explaining the fucking government or the fucking lawyers or or the, the SEC that the Leo Finance NFTs or the Hive NFTs are different from the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Good luck. Yeah, and their argument is going to be, well, is it an NFT? And you're going to say yes, and they're like, okay, fuck, it's a, it's a security. Exactly. And, you know, without doing any kind of like, you know, there's a... I think it's the Howie test or some some test that that you can run on things, and if it meets a certain amount of those criteria, it can be deemed a security. But yeah, I don't know. My my whole point here is that they're they're not all created equally, and until we have people in office that understand these things, not the old fucks that we have now that are in videos trying to get on their private jet and falling down because they're fucking old and decrepit or you know freezing up during a during a press conference and having to be carted off by their fucking caregivers like these are the people making laws this man can't even stand on his own <laughs> much less use a computer or a cell phone or any of this crypto shit i mean look at uh uh, what's his name mitch mcconnell the the center yeah. have you seen videos of this dude like freezing up recently and i'm like concerned i'm like get this dude out of like 
get him in a home. He needs to be taken care of. <laughs> like they put put a guy, maybe our age, maybe not, whatever. But put a guy in there that understands these things. I understand they have to be voted in, but it's not that fucking hard to convince a millennial that another millennial or someone from the era is going to understand an asset that was born in the past decade better than someone that was born nearly a century ago. Exactly. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it... Fuck, man. I mean, it is. And, and the main problem is that you have people deciding about what what the tech should be or how you should regulate the tech and and how how do you plan some like like how is a senator planning to understand how a blockchain works if they don't even know how a tv works i don't know how a tv works but i have a general understanding of it and that's all they need exactly it's not like you have to be a rocket scientist to to work on a rocket right you have to have a general understanding of how it works and maybe you can work on different aspects of it but you don't have to know like all the math and shit like you, you can have at least a general understanding of it and still be you know capable of doing that but yeah. anyway sorry for the rant uh uh, that hits home for me because, unfortunately, I'm in a country where they like to use things as examples. And in, in some cases, maybe that's right. In some cases, maybe it's wrong. But at least do it in a way that is fair. Give the, the, uh, the, the person that's under scrutiny a chance. Um, or, or the entity that's under scrutiny a chance to say, hey, look, I, I know you think this is a security, but let me explain. You know, if you if you do it in that kind of way, it's fine. It's fine. And our, our co-host, Eric, has to uh, has to bail in a moment. So we're going to we're going to basically end there. Uh, he'll be back in just a second. But um, this is the last topic we're going to cover. And I didn't mean to spend the entire time ranting, but fuck, man, get some of these old fucks out of office. I'm sorry that you're old and that and I'm not saying you're not capable. But imagine asking a, a person that doesn't understand how to send an email to regulate a cryptocurrency and that's what we're doing that's what we're doing and unfortunately that's that's the way it goes in the u.s the uh the the powers that be stay the powers that be uh you know obviously some people get shuffled around every now and then i don't want to get into politics but that's kind of how it is and um until we have more clear guidelines and Gary Gensler out of office, there will never be <laughs> a world where uh, crypto and blockchain and NFT shit is, is properly regulated in the U.S. 
and I'm not going to say I know how to do that. I'm not an expert. I'm an idiot. Uh, but there, there is a way to do these things and consider at least for a second that there may be different angles. Um, not everything is a board ape NFT. All NFTs are are created differently, and they're they're unique. And you know, while some may be deemed a security because of the way they're they're created and promoted, others may not be. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, I know you just got back, but uh, I'll let the audience know that we have uh, we ha we got a skedaddle. Um, but we appreciate y'all joining us, and I think it's pretty been pretty fun. Even though I ranted for like the half the whole fucking video, like hopefully the editor can like edit you in somewhere there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I would have no issue if the editor decided to make the the episode about you because. This rant was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, I not like that the other was ones aren't, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when you have your beer out of an official Cryptoholics koozie <laughs> and it stays super crisp. <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys, we, we appreciate y'all joining. Uh, we'll see y'all next week, and uh, soon we will see y'all live from Hive Fest in Mexico. Super excited about that. Get yourself a koozie, and uh, yeah. We'll catch you next week. See you guys. Peace. Thanks for being here. Um, thank you, Phil. See ya. Later, guys.